0: Today on The Talent Cast, I play the role of Christmas, the ghost of Christmas past and the ghost of Christmas present. I didn't have much of an opening for this one. Let's talk about your talent community in email. Howdy, welcome to The Talent Cast, where we talk about the new world of talent acquisition and recruitment marketing. I am always am your host, James Ellis. Uh, I was bitten by a radioactive recruiter once and discovered I had strange new powers, and thus we are here. This podcast is not sponsored or supported by anyone whatsoever. We've instituted a one hundred percent no pitching rule. We're here to learn, teach, and discuss so we can all become better recruitment marketing thinkers. I'm not here to sell you anything. If you like this podcast, and I really hope you do, tell the world on LinkedIn and Twitter and any other place you're professionally social. I'm pretty sure your friends don't care. Uh, you can always review us on iTunes or Google Play. We really appreciate that. Uh, as always, if you have comments, questions, topic suggestions, if you would like me to discuss uh, your particular problem, if you know someone I should interview, reach out to me on the Twitter. It's the War for Talent. That's right, the War for Talent. Or just go to our website. We're at the Talent. The talentcast.com. Otherwise, here we go. Hope you enjoy. Hi. Uh, <laughs> worst intro ever. Uh, hi, I'm James Ellis. Thanks for joining me here in the bunker, uh, sometimes referred to as a laptop. Um, so I want to talk about something you probably haven't put much thought into in a very, very long time. Probably in a very, very, very long time. I want to talk about your talent community because I think, frankly, the most of the companies I've interacted with and talked to and worked with, the talent community was something they thought of four or five years ago. They launched. Maybe they bought some software. Maybe they kind of cobbled something together. Maybe they went really big and decided to go full out and – built something out. They launched it and it just kind of was there and then they kind of wandered away. And that's fine. I mean, hey, some tactics work, some tactics don't, no big deal. But I think what's happening, of course, it's New Year and it's, 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 it's January and everybody wants to do new cool things and everyone wants to talk about Facebook Live and everybody wants to talk about you know, Facebook jobs and Facebook this and Snapchat. God, can't forget Snapchat, can you? Um, everybody wants to talk about the cool and new sexy stuff and stuff that's not proven, stuff that they're not set up for, stuff that they don't have the resources for, stuff that they've never really done before but because they look around and they go, that's cool or my competition's doing it or "My I think my competition's thinking about doing it, I got to get there first, which is just the worst way to go about thinking about this sort of thing. Uh, they forgot, because of all that new cool stuff Sexy, shiny, flashing, excellent, neat, techy stuff. um, They forget about email. They forget about your talent community, Um, and that's that's not right. And I think what happens is, is as we've talked about before. Look, you know, your social channels are tough to maintain. People don't stick around on them for very long. You are not your consumer brand. Nobody wants to. Nobody really wants to sign up for your talent social channels because they're going to get spammed and they're telling the world effectively that they're looking for a job and, you know, they're going to leave it anyway in a couple months once they've found a job and it's not very effective, it's not very useful, and we're going to talk about that next week. Um, But instead, you could be focusing on, once you get their interest, instead of having to worry about how many times do I have to tweet a day and how many times do I have to Facebook a day and how many times do I have to push on my Glassdoor and my LinkedIn, which are all valid strategies and all things you have to concern yourself with on some level. We forget about the email side. Uh, I know that a lot of people I've worked with, they want to build a lot of content and they want to build them into pages and then they can think they're done. Uh, and that's crazy. And I think once you've built content, once you've told stories, whether they're for social or for web pages or whatever, if you're not re-leveraging that stuff for email, you're missing out completely. So let's talk about talent communities. So for my mind, they come in about three different flavors. Uh, None of them are particularly effective and they come in versions of easiest to hardest. So the easiest one is the quote unquote talent community which effectively just says, I'm interested in this kind of job in this kind of location, email me when they show up, which yeah, I get, I guess. Um, you know, you've got someone who you've engaged, you spent some money attracting, you've brought them into the site, they've looked around a little bit, they've decided they like you enough to put you in their consideration set, and they're going to click the link that says, yes, I'd like alerts when things happen. I'd like to know when there's a job here, because there's no job here for me to apply for, so let me know when that's happening. Um, sure, that works, and the nice part is that software makes that Super easy, you plug that into your website and you pretty much don't have to do a darn thing after that. You just have to make sure your template's nice and clean and it just kind of runs. The problem with that is you are delivering information that is so easy to find. I mean literally, you are spending money other places to push it to them via social and job boards and your website and all this other stuff. You're already spending money pushing it. Why would you invest in a tool that just duplicates all that work in an email format? Well, the answer is obvious. The answer is simple. It's because it's easy. It's because it's safe, because the job descriptions are already approved and you don't have to worry about approval processes or getting somebody to sign off on content and stories and all that stuff. You just have to let it, you know, it's a set it and forget it kind of model. And there's definitely an inverse rule here. The harder it is to do something, I'm sorry, the easier it is to do something, the less you're going to get out of it. You're just, you know, just because it's easy doesn't mean it's exciting and useful and valuable. It's got to have a little, it's going to take a little work. Um, on top of which, um, you know, your zip recruiters and your job foxes and, you know, all the other companies that are there to try and figure out how do I, how do I make this process more granular and cross platform? Who cares about signing up for your company's alerts when they're going to sign up for some tool that's going to aggregate all this stuff? Glassdoor sends me alerts. LinkedIn, I'm sorry, Indeed sends me alerts. Um, I can have LinkedIn send me alerts. I can have everybody and their dog send me alerts about your job what's so special about signing up for yours um, to which you'll say okay great I guess I'll turn that off I mean obviously you're not going to but um, yeah, I'm not trying to be facile here but you know this is a podcast uh, <laughs> this isn't the most exciting programming you've ever had but at least you know we can have a little argument here um, you're not going to turn off but you know if you, why would you bother having it if all those other channels do it and the, and the reasoning for that is is because it's yours it's because at the, the part that really works for you, whether you know it or not, is not the part where you push out jobs to people who've raised their hand, though that's nice. The part that you have access to, the real valuable part, is the fact that you have an email address, a location, and a job career area attached to them that's the money that's where the fun stuff is you once you know that about someone you know so think about Facebook think about every time you've done a Facebook campaign and I keep going back to Facebook I apologize uh no they're not paying or sponsoring this podcast and no they I won't accept it no Mark please put that checkbook back no Mr. Zuckerberg please I can't I can't accept that money please keep the sweatshirt on um You know, when you're doing a Facebook thing, you know, you're talking about, you're trying to reach truckers, you're trying to reach nurses, you're trying to reach um, accountants or IT specialists or whatever you're trying to reach. You're going to drop in an an age range, you're going to drop in a location, some very, 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 very simple demographic stuff. But you're also going to try and figure out, okay, what is the interest that an accountant might have? Because I'm pretty sure moving numbers from one column to another is not something you can call a hobby or an interest. Um... People don't put all their information in Facebook, so we have to, on the social side, you know, the social promotion side, we're, we're like ripping through tea leaves trying to figure out what kind of qualities and traits and, 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 and criteria you can use inside of Facebook and Twitter and all these other channels to kind of figure out, ah, I've reached the accountants because it's hard. They're not that's not remember, that's not what people are on Facebook for. They're not there to say, Hey, I'm an accountant, get me a job, or hey, hey, I'm an accountant, I I am looking for work. That's not what Facebook's for. If you're not a cat meme or a picture of a baby or a political argument, what do you want Facebook for? That's it. So you're you know, remember, we're using Facebook, we're bending Facebook in a way that is not meant to be. Yes, we're tapping in all this very interesting interest data, like, oh, they're interested in breaking bad and and, and, and magicians and You know, the OA show on Netflix that, you know, some people are talking about a lot. I don't know. Um, What does that have to do with accountants? How do you know you're reaching accountants? You don't. You just don't. But here in your CRM, whatever shape that's in, you've got an email address and someone who said, yes, I'm in Pittsburgh. And congratulations, Pittsburgh, good win. I'm in Pittsburgh and I'm an accountant. Who cares what T V show you watch? Who cares what movies you like? Who cares if who cares if you like cats or dogs? Nobody cares. This is a this is a very you know, this is a bit more transactional than, you know, that sort of thing. And you have that information. They've raised their hand, they've volunteered that information to you. What are you gonna do with it? Just send them more of the same stuff they can get everywhere else? Wrong. Okay, so that's that's the easiest kind of talent community. And of course, that kind of talent community, and I'm literally making air quotes here and bunny ears, is that what part of that isn't even remotely a community? That's not. It's not even remotely a community. Community is one of those words that we tack onto those things to make it sound more interesting and more complex, more elevated than it really is, because it's really not. It's just a very simple matching emailing uh, script somewhere. That's all it's doing. Um, okay, so that's version one. Version two is a bit more complex. Version two says, okay, you're, you're collecting that same information, an email address, a location, a career area, and rather than automatically just hitting them when a new job shows up, which if you're in a big company can be a fairly uh, steady state of spam, um, you know, if you say, hey, I'm interested in accounting in Cincinnati, and you know, you're a massive company like a PNG and is super massive in, P- in Cincinnati, not that I'm picking on them, I'm just in my mind here, um, you're going to get jobs from accounting jobs all day the, all the every day but not everyone you're going to apply for. Some are going to be um, very high level. Some of them are going to be a little more technical. Some of them are going to require experience with um, healthcare. Some of them are, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of different variations of accounting jobs. If you try and pretend that all accounting jobs are effectively the same, I'm going to point you to an accounting podcast, I'm sure that will beat the snot out of you because they know they will tell you all the different ways that that's not right. So you're still spamming them. You're still sending them stuff they don't want. So okay so you're not doing that but instead you could say look you're an accountant and you're in cincinnati we're in cincinnati right yeah um here's why accountants work for us here's what's going on here's what one of our accountants did you're not necessarily selling a job because you can we please be fair for a minute can we please be honest with ourselves Nobody has a problem finding the job. No one is hiding their jobs, with a few exceptions at the executive level uh, or a handful of companies that are being super, super secret about stuff. Does anybody not post their jobs on a website that isn't getting scraped by a million different websites and put on you know, job boards and places like that? It, are we treating job listings and openings like they're some sort of precious, rare commodity? And they're not. We're making a million of them every day. We're bending over backwards to make more, so stop it. So instead of pushing and relying on this quote-unquote rare commodity that is the job description, which is not not rare at all, um, you have to rely on something different. And what you're really going to rely on here is relying on the brand, in a very specific kind of brand. You're going to rely, in this case, on the accountant brand of P&G. And again, sorry to pick on you guys, lovely products. Um, no, again, no no sponsorship. <laughs> I can't even make a Mark, Zucker, Mark Zuckerberg put down your, your checkbook joke there. Um, but, you know, talk about how account- accounting is used. Is accounting do anything different at PNG? they do anything special? What is the life like? Why would accountant pick PNG over another company? What are some places where accountants have been in the news? Talk about how they've done something interesting. Just send them occasional links. This is, you know, if you're going back to a, um, a long tail sales cycle email marketing tool, which, by the way, is what all your talent communities are for the most part, Uh, and you were doing on this consumer side and a B2B side, you'd say, look, I know that there's a six-month sales cycle and all I gotta do is keep this lead warm. I gotta nurture it like a little baby egg. I don't have to do much. I just have to let them know that I'm still here, let them know that I have information for them. The second they're ready, I'm here for them, but just kind of remind them, just to say just enough top of mind that they don't forget about me, and three months later they go, oh, where was that place that really cared about accountants? And they forget who you are and they're applying to someplace else. that's really what you got to be doing. You don't have to send them an email every three days. You don't have to send them an email every week. You don't have to send them a newsletter worth of information, a metric ton worth of stories every day. You just have to keep them warm. And that might be every two, three, four weeks, depending on the kind of jobs. And again, the longer the sales cycle, the less, the less, lower, the slower the cadence you can be. If you're talking about people who are doing entry level jobs and recent graduate jobs, yeah, hit them every two or three days because that turnaround time is zip. Uh, you're talking about somebody uh, a little closer to a director or VP executive level. That takes more time, so don't feel the need to spam them. Take it every two weeks. Remind them that you're there. Offer them a reason to show up, a reason to read. Uh, you're not selling them. So remember, you know, they, they tell people when you're building a resume, a resume never gets you the job. The job of a resume is to get you the phone interview. The job of the phone interview is to get you the interview. The job of the interview is to get the job. That's the process. The problem is we try to treat these pieces of content like they're trying to sell the job, and it's like no, 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 oh no, no. The job description will do that at the very, very, very end. They will decide if they could, something they can do, and you just build the case slowly and surely through a lot of different channels and a lot of different means of why you should consider this job, right? That's the process. Don't try and jump 14 steps at once. You can't go from the top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel in one step. You have to take it step by step. You have to do it slowly. So just keep that lead warm. Tell them some stories. Grab some stuff off your site. Grab some news. Grab a couple of quotes. Um, Hey, we were mentioned in Glassdoor. Somebody said (laughs) that, isn't that a cool one? Hey, somebody said something really nice. One of our employees said something really nice about us on Glassdoor. Here's the snippet. That's all. Oh my goodness, how hard is that? How hard is that? Now the real the problem with that the real actual to be honest the hard part is is that you have to do it for accountants and for marketers and for logistics and for administration and for picket you know just go 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 anybody you have that area but again you're going to develop strategies around career areas and career and 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 and, and um oh gosh, one uh, career stages. You're going to talk to entry-level people and recent graduates, very different than you talk to VPs and executives. So go ahead and develop strategies. You build a matrix, you map out all the career areas on one side and all the career stages on the other and you just say, look, I'm going to have a very slow cadence for each one of these groups. Once you set that up and you can fill those buckets with relatively not fresh information. So if I don't know... Well, can't go team P and G. Everyone knows P and G. So let's just say I'm new to 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 Cincinnati, and I don't realize the depth to which Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, and P and G are are married to the you know and 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 work together and are so connected. And I move to Cincinnati, or I'm thinking about moving to Cincinnati, and I yeah yeah I'll, I'll take some uh, accounting information from P and G. Just getting stories, they might be two years old. I don't know. How would I know? Why would I care? It's not like they have a an expiration date. They're not bananas. They're not going to rot on me in the bag. You got to, if it's interesting stories, if it's still true, send it. I don't care if that story is five years old. They still, They up until a year and a half ago when they broke up, HP was still telling the stories about the two guys in the shed. That's an old story. That is myth, myth, mythology kind of level story. That is an old story. They still told it. It was still part of who they were. It was still a true story for them, which is the only criteria you need. Okay, so that's version two of your talent community, more of a talent pool, more of a, a CRM uh, newslettery kind of model, which I think is valid. I think from a cost standpoint, not to spoil it out for you, I think this is from a cost versus a f- effectiveness model, this is where you, most companies want to be. Um, you want to just pick the, comp- the the career areas and the jobs and the, area, you know, the places you need to focus. Don't spread the peanut butter equally across, all across the board because you can or because you think you should. You shouldn't. Obviously, some companies, accountants, you hire once every two years. Okay, leave them off the board. Uh, Some some companies, you hire accountants every two weeks. Yeah, you need to to talk to accountants. (laughs) That's a thing. Um, So that's version two. Version three is something trying to be akin to a true community. Now, what the heck is a community? Well, uh, as we are sneaking up on uh, Community Manager's Appreciation Day, I think it's in a month or two. um, You know, communities are two-way. Communities are all about two-way. I think that's the thing that differentiates them from anything else. They're about two-way conversation. And everything we've talked to up until now, aside from the opportunity in which the prospect raises their hand and says, here's my email address, all information from the prospect to you has ceased. It is done. It is nil. It is no more. It has ceased to be, and now it's a Python sketch. and, and, and that's fine because we know, having lived in our social channels, that opening up the door to commentary and, and feedback is not always the most fun part. Um, how many of you have had frantic glass door conversations because of an unpleasant review and what do you do? What, or, you know, you, someone finally up top realized what your score was and then they went, um, I'm sorry, my approval rating is what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, feedback is kind of tough. So deal with it. So <laughs> you can't ignore it. It's just because, in fact, you can't ignore it. I guess, but if you ignore it, it doesn't mean it's not there anymore. It just means you're ignoring it, and it's gonna fester and grow like a like a tooth you haven't fixed. So if you're going to invest in two way conversation, true community, you really have to invest. And this is the most complex and hardest to do, and, and frankly, the most expensive tool and or model of talent pooling and community, whatever you want to call it, uh, to do right or even to do it all because what are you going to do? Open up a forum and say, hey, accountants, here, go for it. (laughs) Who's showing up to that? I mean, really, who is showing up? Who is so bored that they're going to show up to your forum? Are you feeding that forum with information and delightful stories? Are they stories you can't find anywhere else? Okay, that's a start. Um, You know what the cost is for developing stories that can't be found anywhere else is? Yes, you do. it's not cheap uh, you're going to do one for accountants you're going to do one for administrators you're going to do one for IT you're going to do one for marketing you got to do one from. yeah have fun Yeah, you're going to hire you're yourself a, a tiny little army of people just moderating and seeding that community for the year and you're going to turn around and you're going to see if have 27 people signed in and or 27 people have created accounts that have been active in the last month and uh, no that's not going to work it's really hard to do. I mean, it really is really hard to do, especially when you attach that word community. And I think what the problem really is is that by attaching the word community, we've elevated the model to such the point that none of us can truly reach it. We know how expensive it is to hire the people to manage and, and seed those channels with custom content and moderate things and remind people what the rules are. And, and it's, it's, it's hard. I suggested this years ago for um, Bucky Badger, a Wisconsin alumni. I said, look, there's no more, you know, these are Badger fans. They're rabid. (sighs) Literally, not literally. Um, Figuratively, thank you, I know. Um, But they're Badgers, and it's a pun. Come on, play with me. It's early. The coffee is still kicking in. Speaking of which. But frankly, you know the, the the game of setting up a community that's branded and building around it and seeding it with information and encouraging people to it's a solid year just to get a critical mass of people to show up. You know the reason you have community manager day because there that's a tough gig. that is a rough job. It is a thankless job and it's one, hard to measure and it's hard to kind of make sure you know what you're doing. It's one of those jobs where um, you only notice the job when things go wrong, except for the 99% of the time when things go right, you don't even notice that they're there. Um, You know, that's that's it's tough. It is absolutely tough and to manage that for talent is tough. You know, are you going to have your recruiters there? Can you find a way to put your recruiters there? The more you kind of dig up this and the more we try to say we need to make a talent community, the more you're setting yourself up to fail, right? which is, I think, why, ultimately, everybody lands on the first models because, well, if we can't succeed wildly, let's just do the bare minimum and move along because, again, set it, forget it has a, has a nice little ring to it, right? It just doesn't rhyme. It's also, I can forget about it. I've got a million other things I can worry about. Great. I can forget about this thing. So if those are the three models, and, again, I spoil it. I, I told you the second one's probably the most effective and most efficient because it's giving people something they wouldn't normally get Elsewhere, or at least isn't so obviously easy to find that they're not being smacked in the face with it every 20 minutes, every time they turn around on a job board. Um, You know, this is useful. And I think the nice part about this ultimately is yes, you can cannibalize existing content. Frankly, if you've got stories that you're writing for your website or your blog or whatever, don't take the whole story and email it to somebody. That would be dumb. You take the First paragraph and a headline and you stick it in an email and then you get the wonderful copywriter or, or inbound marketer or whoever it is that wrote the copy for that text you say I need you to write me a commercial for this email I need you to say give me a commercial for this story so I'm gonna write a line or you know or someone's gonna write a line or two above that text to get someone excited about the story so it's a story about an accountant and they, um, they discovered a triple entry bookkeeping. Yeah, that's that's not legal. Um, anyway, they did. So they, they, they invented triple entry bookkeeping and they presented it at a conference for the first time and there was a pretty good response. Okay, you and I are probably not accountants. You and I find this incredibly boring. That's fine. That's not for us. what accountants? Think about what we do is incredibly insane, and that's fine. You know, different strokes, etc., etc. Um, so you write a story. Somebody writes a story about attending this conference and how well it was received. It's a really good article. It's got some quotes, it's got some good pictures in it. Um you even, you know, got some support from the conference at which you spoke, who said, Yeah, we had great feedback from the the results of the the surveys and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, it was one of the most tweeted about events in the conference, great quotes by the way, get those, stick them in the site. This is, a great, this is a great story. This is a race for even non-accountants to be like, oh wow, this is a company that's doing something. Now, you're either going to normally grab the entire story, stick it in an email and effectively tell people, no, no, please don't come to my site. I've given you everything you wanted. Bye, (laughs) which is an opportunity lost. You want to make sure you get them to the site because once you get them to the site, they get to see more stories, they get to see more jobs, they get to engage with the brand, you know, all the wonderful things you are being paid to make happen, Um, so don't do that. So you just want to give a snippet. You want to give enough of a reason for someone to click on the link and come to your site and read that story. Not to the homepage, but to the story, right? Okay, you need to make a commercial. You need to make a, why is this story exciting? When you look at a trailer for a movie, they don't tell you the plot like, oh, usually they shouldn't when they do isn't that the worst um maybe they give you one or two good jokes hopefully it's not all the jokes uh, they give you a reason to go to the movie it's a commercial for the movie that's it hey look it's a famous person hey look it's a, that person's kissing another famous person oh look there's a famous person playing the big baddie okay explosion 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 crack joke Title credits. Let's go. Let's go to the movies. That's a trailer. That's a commercial. So take that same model and apply it to your email. Take the story. Take an incredibly interesting quote. Pull it out of context such that it makes people go, "What does that mean? What happened there?" You want to get the quote from the story that says this was the most tweeted event, tweeted session at the conference. That you. This, the title becomes. You won't. You know. Can you even guess? Can you guess what the most tweeted sto- uh, session at this conference was? We can tell you and give you all the details. That's a commercial. That's engaging and and, and driving some questioning and interest in, oh, it's a mystery. Ooh, I want to click on that link. That's how you do email. You know how I know? Because that's how you do social. That's how you're doing Twitter. That's how you're doing Facebook. That's how you should be doing all your content, anything that drives people to your content, your ads, everything. It's not about here's a job where you make da-da-da-da-da. It's about here's how you change your life, right? Okay. Here's a story about how you had a great accounting session at a conference. The story is the story. The commercial is you won't believe what we discovered when we presented at this conference. Something like that. That's the commercial. And that's your newsletter. That's your talent pool community thingy tooly. That's what's gonna get people to go, huh, this is a company that's doing something interesting. This is a company willing to remind me that they care about their people. Whatever your brand is, whatever your employer brand is, whatever the, the core pillars are, whatever the motivations are, you just, you know, you rely on that. You align everything to it like you're supposed to do everything. Come on, we're professionals. And you, that's what you do. And I only bring this up because you're not thinking about your talent community. You're so focused on Facebook and Snapchat and all these channels and you know the, the, the mantra is you can't, you should never build property on land that you rent. And your Facebook audience is rented audience. They're not your audience. They're Facebook audience. Facebook owns them. The second Facebook says you're not allowed to touch them, they flip a switch and you're gone. Right? Five years ago, eight years ago, you could reach 80%, 100% of your audience for free. What's it? One to three? You think that's by, by, by a mistake? You think that's by accident? No, Facebook owns that. Facebook is paying and charging you a tax to reach them and you know and i'm thinking back to a robin hood kind of feudal lord where okay i gotta fight a war someplace else that means i gotta tax my peasants some more that's how facebook treats you and that's how they're always going to treat you again sorry mark sorry it's true it's true and that's all the social channels that's all of them however an email list you own yours you want to dedupe it, clean it, get it ready, great. You want to match it up, you want to use it on Facebook, great. You know Facebook has an email matching tool, right? So everybody who have an email address, you can reach on Facebook. You can use, once you do that, then you can remarket. Once you do that, once you, you connect, 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 it's all connected. But it starts by something you own and that's called an email address. Now I know... I'm not telling tales out of school here and I'm not going to name names but it's a massive, 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 massive company who you know the name of and your parents know the name of and your children probably know the name of. Um, They've collected a quarter of a million do- a quarter of a million email addresses and they've never used them. Yeah, they're just sitting there. The emails, Some of those email addresses are five and six years old and I think that's actually what slows them down. At least that's what they tell me. They say, you know, we can't because some of those email addresses are old. So what? Send them an email saying, hey, we want to let you know about stories about our company. Would you like to learn more? Let them opt in. Or just say, look, you told, you just, you jumped in and you said you were Bob and you were from St. Louis and you're interested in marketing. Great. We're going to start sending you marketing stories. You can, you've can you already opted in. I'll let you opt out whenever you want. But my hope is as I write stories so compelling and interesting that you stick around or that you share them. <laughs> um, that's the, the trick. The e- It's all about the email address. And, and trust me, this is – conversations that are happening all across all the marketing channels inbound outbound all this stuff lead generation it's all about it all centers on the email address and what you may not realize is that you are potentially sitting on a pot of gold a huge pile of email addresses use them simple as that so thanks for listening uh, as always if you have questions or comments you can tweet me tweet me tweet tweet, tweet uh, at the war for talent uh, that's where I is um, almost all the time you can also go to the website thetalentcast.com, and I think there was an issue with anybody sending feedback I think that's all fixed you can leave reviews you on iTunes and uh, Android i iP- Uh, play or whatever those things are Um, or frankly you can just tell a friend tell a professional friend about this podcast we love it if you have questions if you have ideas if you have um, problems you'd like me to solve or at least you know challenges you'd like me to face hey that sounds like a lot of fun Um, otherwise I think I haven't decided what next week is so uh, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week bye